thought we'd start out just today as our scripture this morning the first part is from 1 Corinthians 12 12 through 27 for just as the body is one and has many members and all the members of the body though many are one body so it is with Christ for in one spirit we are all baptized into one body Jews and Greeks, slaves or free, and we are all made to drink of one spirit. Indeed, the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot would say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear would say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body. That would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole body were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? But as it is, God has arranged the members in the body, each one of them, as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many members, but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the members of the body seem to be weaker, that seem to be weaker, are indispensable. And those members of the body that we think less honorable, we clothe with great honor and our less respectable members are treated with greater respect. Whereas our more respectable members do not need this. But God has so arranged the body, giving the greater honor to the inferior member, that there may be no dissension within the body, but the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together with it. If one member is honored, all rejoice together with it. Now, you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. And Ruth 1, 11 through 19a. But Naomi said, Turn back, my daughters. Why will you go with me? Do I still have sons in my womb that they may become your husbands? Turn back, my daughters. Go your way, for I am too old to have a husband. Even if I thought there were hope for me, even if I should have a husband tonight and bear sons, would you then wait until they were grown? Would you refrain from marrying? No, my daughters, it has been far more bitter for me than for you, because the hand of the Lord has turned against me. Then they wept aloud again. Orpah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye, but Ruth clung to her. So she said, Look, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. But Ruth said, Do not press me to leave you, to turn back from following you. Where you go, I will go. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, and your God, my God. When you die, I will die, and there will I be buried. May the Lord do thus to me and more as well, even if death parts me from you. 
Now Naomi saw that she was determined to go with her and she said no more to her. So the two of them went on until they came to Bethlehem. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. One song, glory, one song before I go, glory, one song to leave behind, fine, one song, one last refrain, glory, from the pretty boy front man, who wasted opportunity. One song, he had the world at his feet, glory in the eyes of a young girl, a young girl, fine glory beyond the cheap colored lights. One song before the sun sets, glory on another empty life, time flies, time blaze of glory one blaze of glory glory find glory in a song that rings true truth like a blazing fire an eternal flame Find one song, a song about love, glory from the soul of a young man, a young man. Find the one song before the virus takes hold, glory like a sunset, one song to redeem this empty lifetime and then no need to endure it anymore. Time dies. And all the people said, Amen. Thank you, Will. <coughs> Great to have Will back. Good to have you back, Will. Well, I know we've talked a little bit about Broadway shows. How many of you have actually been to Broadway and seen them there? Yeah, boy, that's a, a special time. Do you remember the first time, maybe? Maybe it was, wasn't on Broadway. Maybe it was a local theater here in Seattle area where you went to a play. Maybe it was down at the Paramount or at the Village Theater. Um, maybe it wasn't even a show on stage, but a movie on the screen. Wherever it was, there is something magical about watching a show. Under the big lights, we are enticed by the lights of Broadway. 
Cindy and I took a couple of, in a couple of movies this holiday season, and we were mesmerized by one of the AMC ads, believe it or not, by Nicole Kidman. I think she gets this Broadway lights thing pretty well. Let's, let's watch this ad and just kind of listen. We come to this place for magic. We come to AMC theaters to laugh, to cry, to care. Because we need that, all of us. That indescribable feeling we get when the lights begin to dim. And we go somewhere we've never been before. Not just entertained, but somehow reborn together. Dazzling images on a huge silver screen. Sound that I can feel. Somehow, heartbreak feels good in a place like this. Our heroes feel like the best part of us. And stories feel perfect and powerful. Because here, they are. AMC theaters. We make movies better. There is something about those lights when a great story is put before us that entices us into being better human beings now not all shows do that but every once in a while right a show or a story up in the lights lures us all of us into becoming better human beings more compassionate Kinder, as our children say. I'm, I'm going to teach a course uh, starting in a couple weeks on process theology. It's, it's something I was introduced to in seminary, and, and it just changed the way I saw my faith and I saw God. It helped my postmodern brain embrace an understanding of God where I didn't have to leave my brain at the sanctuary door. It helped me intertwine my scientific mind with my religious mind without having a huge debate where I have to choose one over the other, right, Kristen or Kirsten? Um, it's no fun. And in process thought, one of the coolest images of God I, I've come across is this understanding of God as kind of a cosmic GPS system. Let's just listen a little bit to this Jewish theologian talk about it. ...is the idea that God holds the potential for all possible futures and urges the chaos of the universe and everything in it toward cosmic order. How does God take on the task of urging the universe to become? This process is defined by a set of potentially infinite choices in any given scenario, where one choice is the optimal choice. Dr. Artson defines optimal in terms of love, justice, compassion, and experience. These absolutes are, according to Dr. Artson, divinely implanted, such that each and everything in the cosmos, through mindfulness, can intuit the optimal decision to make based on the possible choices. This optimal choice in process theology is called the lure. It is the right turn your GPS informs you is coming up in a quarter mile. And 
If for some reason you should miss it, God, just like a GPS, knows to recalculate and present the next lure and the next lure. Don't you just love that idea? Um, we have so many choices, right? Um, some might even say 525,600 of them in a year. And there's always kind of the right path, the right way for you. There's always the right choice. It's wired, in fact, into kind of our DNA. But we have to listen. And if we can just listen for that justice, for that compassion, for that love. But if we, we don't, which we don't very often, right? If we take a wrong turn or, or make a wrong choice, we aren't doomed to disaster. God continues to cast out another lure towards us to give us another more excellent choice before us. And on and on and on it goes. Do you realize how hopeful that is as we reach into 2024? Yeah, you may have blew, blew it, you know. But right around the corner is another opportunity to get your life back on track. Your life's not over at 26. <laughs> your life isn't over because you went through a divorce. Your life isn't over because you're in jail or, or you just got fired or because you are living in a van down by the river. <laughs> there will always be another choice. God will always give you another choice around the bend. Can I get an amen to that? You know, sometimes I, I think we made Christianity into something it was never meant to be. Sometimes I think we made Christianity into this room where we've tried to get everyone into the room to fit into the box. Fit in, fit in, fit in one box, a place where we're trying to get everyone to tuck in their tummies just the right way, trim off their vices or faults just enough, just so you fit on that thin line we call the church. And once we do that, when we finally get good enough, maybe just like Jesus, just be like Jesus, and preferably maybe even a cleaner version of Jesus if you could be that, right? Jesus is this model we're all trying to fit into. If we can just get Jesus' suit on, you know, then, 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 life's going to happen for us. The light's going to turn on. But that's really not the way I like to look at Jesus. I like to imagine Jesus instead to be a prism. Remember a prism, right? And once our lights, our lights hit that prism of Christ, all the colors of the world can come to be, right? Um, they come dancing off the page. Jesus isn't trying to get us to fit in a box. Jesus wants us to live with all the colors we've been given that we've been created to be. You aren't called to be just like Jesus. You're called to be the way God has uniquely and creatively created you. You're not Jesus. You don't have to be Jesus. Jesus was authentically Jesus. He did a great job of it. 
But you need to be who you've been created to be. You are called to be the way God has uniquely created you. And we find that that way, that way by listening to the Christ that's within each of us. By bringing who we are into the light of Christ. A light that doesn't distill but instead shows all the colors of the world. That's one of the reasons I wanted to lift up this musical rant for us. The cast and the characters of rent are a, quite a colorful group of people, let's admit it, right? Those colors are sometimes so bright and unique that the world out there just can't seem quite to be ready for them yet. I'm not sure we're still ready for them, right? Um, I mean, this, this uh, movie or this play was put out in 1996 when being gay or being trans, being different or unique wasn't in at all. And if you tried to live who you were created to be, well, watch out. This musical is about trying to live courageously as you are created in a world where you were created, the way you were created wasn't really accepted yet. And yet, what I love about this, this play is that folks wouldn't let this societies, these folks wouldn't let that cage hold them back. They weren't going to try to fit in. And even if they tried, they knew the game was already rigged against them. They would never fit into that. And so they choose instead to live authentically who they are in their colors, in God's way of creating them. One song, one glory. You know, there's one chance, we got it. We got to take that chance right now. One song, one, one song, glory. We got to go for it. Now, Cassie, my daughter, picked up the latest Brene Brown book at the library last week. I don't know if it's the latest, but I think it is. It, it's, it was over at her place. Um, we were over there for Cindy's birthday, New Year's Day. Cindy's a New Year's baby, of course. <laughs> and we started talking about this book by Brene Brown. And it has such an interesting cover. I think we can put it there. Do you see that? It's a heart um, and just flowers on it, all sorts of things there. And, and we were talking about that. But then Devin got pretty serious. He does this sometimes in our meetings. And he, and he turned to a page in the book where Brene Brown talks about the difference between belonging and fitting in. In the book, she asked children and teens to use their own words to describe the difference. And take a look at the, so that's belonging and fitting in, what it means. And then the next slide, we'll, we'll show you too. But just take some time to read these. And what pops out to you? I mean, think about teens saying this or children saying this about their parents, about their home situations. And then there's another one too, Marty. These really hit me hard in my own being a parent. There's certain uh, times where you just kind of pass over 
kids because you're too busy or doing too much. And um, that one, when your parents don't pay attention to your life. I mean, there are times I, I didn't do that, especially when a couple of my kids in their teen years, they probably enjoyed it more than they should have. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Those really hit me in my gut. You, you know, one can look at the musical rant and decide that it's, you know, just a movie for the L- LGBTQ plus folk. And, and it certainly is that. But it's, it's more than that. For me, it's a show about the courage it takes to be our authentic selves. To be the way we were created to be. It's about a group of individuals who decide to live all the colors of the prism. For me, Rent is one of those stories that when I play it on my map, and you really have to bring it onto your map, it entices me into living into 2024 in a just more authentic way to live. And to look around all the folks around me and try to allow others to do the same. Too much of my life, I've hidden the brookness of who I am, of whom God made me to be. I've, I've tucked it away. I've changed colors sometimes as a pastor so many times that I don't sometimes even know the color I am now. Just had to change all the time to fit in, to fit in, to fit in. I want to be Brooke McBride. That's who I want to be. And I think that's what God wants me to be. This musical lures me, entices me to be more of my God-given self, to live into my baptism, to be proud of my watermarks, even my fat fingers with the hairy hair on them, (laughs) right? Uh, To be proud of that and not to hide them. Near the end of the musical rant, there's this great scene. And, uh, and it's a musical number, and I just love it. It's called, Will I Let, uh, Will I, uh, Will I Let My Dignity, well, how does it go? Uh, will I Lose My Dignity, yeah. It's a, um, let, let me set the scene for this, and we're going to watch just a little bit. People are dying because of the AIDS epidemic, and someone has started a support group for those who have AIDS. Um, and just to admit that you have it back then, took incredible courage, but some do. And some even have the courage to speak and ask questions of their authentic selves. The words are so simple in this song, but but in the end, they speak so truthfully to who we all are, to our greatest and deepest fears. Will I lose my dignity? Will someone care? Will I wake tomorrow from this nightmare? Let's Watch this just for a minute and watch how powerful it is. Will I lose my dignity? Will someone care? Will I wake tomorrow from Someone 
I don't know if you noticed in that little clip, but the song is just a question, right? It's just an authentic question of the heart. Um, but something happens to us when we are honest about that question and open ourselves up to it. And you notice the guy first with the camera, right? He's just recording everybody. You know, he's doing his job. But at one point during the, the clip, he stops. And he starts singing the song. And he starts walking into the circle. And to me, the answer to that question is that they all start coming together, that this human question brings us together into the circle of love. And that's, that's what's going to answer it. Yes, we are. We're going to be there for you. We're going to care. And for me, that's one of the hopes I have for this church as we move into 2024, is that we move into a circle where we care for each other even more than just, you know, doing this thing, the regular everyday thing, that we break out and we really become what I think God calls the church to be. So let's listen to them sing. And as we're singing, after that, I'm going to invite us to come into a circle here and become part of that circle if you are willing. <laughs> 